everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Attention nerds. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show Toys, movies, comics, and so much more The Riley and Kimmy Show And the more that you listen, the more that you know The Riley and Kimmy Show And welcome to episode 637 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Get it! Hello everybody! Hello everybody! Hi! And hi! Welcome to this episode. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. Uh, that's right. I am the villain of this story and every other story of the Riley and Kimmy show. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. That's right. And if you'd like to find out about the other stories, uh, all 636 before this one, go right to our website. It's sort of like our big vault of them. We have all of them archived. They're ready for you for your listening pleasure or torture of somebody. And you can find those where, Kimmy? What's our address? Rileyandkimmy.com. That's right. Rileyandkimmy.com, the place to go where you can find nerd stuff, pop culture things, we talk about the weird, the not so weird. I call it normal impaired as opposed to weird. And, you know, because that's what we are when people go, yeah, you kind of weird. Say, no, 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 we are normal impaired. Hmm. You know, I can actually say I'm, I'm a normal light because I lived in normal Illinois at one time. That's as close to normal as you're being. Oh, yeah. she, she's funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy, she has that joke book in hand tonight, or a joke writer has provided her all kinds of material. So look out. You know, you're supposed to save that for one of our upcoming appearances, Kimmy. Oh. Yeah, yeah be sure to save that for where we'll, we will be appearing in the not-so-distant future. We will be uh, unofficially at Wizard World this weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll be shouting out to some people about our misadventures there. You can spot Kimmy doing that. She'll probably have the comedy uh, going right there. She'll have that joke book. But our big uh, appearance will be in Melbourne, Florida, coming up just around the corner on the 10th of October, which just so happens to be this month since we flipped over the old calendar. Right, mm-hmm. Kimmy? And we'll, we will be at Vieira Comics. And if you'd like to find out a little bit more about that, a little bit of an insight, and uh, check out one of the celebrities, we have that on episode 636, the one before this, where we talk to artists cool as heck about Vieira Comics, also about uh, Wizard World. It's really a cool interview, if you don't mind the sort of pun, with cool, right, Gibby? Mm-hmm. And we have mm-hmm. uh, we have other details just around the corner we'll be talking about here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Now, it's a throwback Thursday, not a throw-up Thursday. We always like to uh, point that out. And uh, Kimmy's had her, uh, her you know, you know, motion sickness pills. So mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about, you know, no, a throw-up no, no, no. Thursday, right? No. Okay, so it's a throwback Thursday, and we will honor throwback Thursday with something science fiction, also something that is topical with today and a movie. We're going to tie all three of them together. You're going to see how I am really a seamstress. That's right. I am the master with a sewing machine <laughs> uh, uh, of the show. 
Okay. You know, I'm like the tailor. I got it. I'm the tailor here. Yeah. You know? Not in the real world. Look out with my real sewing machine, which I still have to watch the DVD on, you know, how to make those costumes I'm going to be making. Got them right here in my head. I mean, they're, they're going to be on the drawing table real soon. And then pretty soon you'll be wearing some of them. Boy. Well, first, you know, I'm decided to do like they do, like with some cars and airplanes, you know, how they, they model them small at first to uh-huh. make sure they got it right. You know, sometimes they throw them in like wind tunnels and things like that, you know, make sure they got, you know, aerodynamically designed and perfect. Well, that's what we're going to do with Mini Kimmy. I'm going to design some of the things we're going to have for you to wear costume wise for Mini Kimmy first, and then she'll model them on camera for everybody. Oh. Don't you think that's a good idea? Sure. Oh, stay tuned for that. That's just another reason to bookmark the Riley and Kimmy show and also follow us on social media. And you can find those links right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Yo, you're a, you're a real good drawer. Yes, talking about a really good drawer, not me, Kimmy, because the person we're going to talk about is a really good drawer. Matter of fact, a very good actor and a very good, well, special effects kind of individual. And the person we're talking about is Tim Proctor, who you had the pleasure of meeting at the Daytona Beach Comic Book Convention at the past one uh, last June, remember? Mm-hmm. And Tim will be back, by the way, to uh, Daytona Beach coming up in December. But Tim right now kind of needs our help. Now, Tim is known for The Walking Dead, also for being, uh, he, he plays a zombie in, in that. And he, he you know, he, he's a GQ kind of guy, and then he ends up looking very, ugh, the best Icky. way. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, something you don't want to meet, you know. But you do want to meet him, but you don't want to meet the creature. He's, ah. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's that kind of guy, you know, that can pull that off and does it quite well. But in all honesty, Tim is a good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show, and he needs our help. He needs your help. Right now, he's in a little bit of a you know financial bind, and being the artist that he is, he does have quite a few pieces. Now, he's not just somebody that takes like 500 years to do a, a masterpiece. Somehow, he's able to crank out these masterpieces at a very good rate, and he has some items to sell. He's doing actually a very big sale. I mean, he hasn't called it anything, so I'm just going to call it Tim Proctor's very big sale. How's that? Okay. It's his monster sale. Ooh. Ooh. And don't be a zombie. That's right. Don't be a zombie and slow at this because you don't want to be left out because I think zombies are slow pretty much, right? They're not that yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, the ones I like are kind of slow. Uh-huh. You know, I'm, yeah. Those are the ones I, 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 want, I just want to run away from real easily. I don't, I don't want anything as a challenge, you know. Anyhow, so don't be one of those really slow zombies, okay? We, you know, because this monster, yeah, that's it. The monster sale. Mm-hmm. Like it? Like it, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. We're, we're naming it here. The Tim Proctor monster sale is underway. And he has a wide range of art available, not just, you know, drawings and things. One of the things that really stand out that he does, and I don't know how he has the patience of doing this. I don't know if you ever had an art class because I, you know, was the... Well, I attempted to be the artist at one time, and I did have some classes that dealt with this. Did you ever make things by beads? No, I didn't. <laughs> you have to have, you have to have, have to have patience to do this, okay? And he does, and he makes items, you know, uh, pop culture items, uh, into bead art. And one of them that stands out is very timely. 
is a 9 by 20 BB-8 bead art portrait. You know, BB-8 from Star Wars, you know, mm. the mo- new movie. Now, originally priced at $200, it's right now 50% off. That is $100 plus shipping. Now, if you go on his Facebook page, I'm going to just do a couple of these here that he, he has highlighted that stand out to us. He has a 9 by 20 Catwoman bead art portrait. It is uh, the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Mm. And very nice looking. It's, it's, it's a very, very cool piece. Look good in your Batman collection. Original price $200, 50% off. That makes it $100. And if you like The Walking Dead, wow. I mean, did you, you, look at that. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, it, it is. And perfect timing for Halloween. You'll get some screams with this one. It's a 9 by 20 Walker bead art portrait. Originally 200 50% off at $100. And some more Star Wars. 12 by 12 Stormtrooper bead art. It's a portrait. It is original price, $150. You can get some Star Wars art for just $75. And he has, uh, let's see, art prints of The Walking Dead signed 9 by 12s Originally uh, price $15 each. Sale price just $10 each. Now, the one that stands out for me, I tell you what, I really like this one. I don't know why, but I really, because it's got it's got a high creepy factor, and I don't really like clowns. And it's kind of, mm. but you know I'm a big fan of Stephen King, and he has a 12 by 12 Pennywise bead art portrait. Original price one hundred and fifty dollars. Do that fifty percent off. Give me how much is it? Seventy five dollars. Yeah, it works that way. And and if you love Iron Man, he has a 10 by 10 Iron Man bead art portrait. Original price. $100, bringing it down to what with the monster sale price? $50. You got it. And he has other things, too, like a Star Wars Celebration Limited Edition print. Uh, let's see, available. Oh, I'm trying to see. the. Yeah, it's. Uh, let's see. Just a second here. It is 12 by 24, hand-numbered and signed for $35. And other items, I mean, it just goes on and on. He has acrylic paintings. They're just gorgeous that are available at you know very decent prices i mean very affordable walking dead sketch cards originally 25 dollars sale price at 15 dollars. also has walking dead comic sketch covers you choose what you want drawn on the cover original price get this 100 sale price at 75 dollars and just plenty of other materials available you can find what i'm talking about we have a link to tim's uh facebook page and to you know the material for sale on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, some of those items, hopefully hopefully all of them will be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, don't we're, miss out on this. This is a really good deal. Don't miss out on this monster deal. Please, you know, take a look at this and help somebody who uh, helps us. He he is one of the individuals that allows us to enter into a world of escapism. Mm-hmm. And He's a good guy, too. Very good guy. And I I urge any convention he might be at or, or show or any comic book store, please take the time to check him out. Now, if memory serves me correctly, hold on here, because I didn't prepare for this. I don't have it right here at my fingertips, but I'm going out on a limb here because I, I my memory, my hey, I my mind is a steel trap. Anyhow, he is appearing at Claremont Comic Con, and that'll be in the not-so-distant future. That is Sunday, November 22nd. Is that right, Kimmy? I believe so. Yes, that is Sunday, November 22nd in Claremont, Florida. We have a link to Claremont Con, and Tim will be there. But, you know, that is way off, and right now, uh, Tim needs some help. So please help him out and share this with your friends. Share it with your uh, friends who love The Walking Dead and the Star Wars and some of the items I mentioned, like Iron Man. 
I, and horror stuff. I guarantee you there's something there that will make a nice gift for your home. And think about this. This is a perfect opportunity to find a gift for the holidays. You could do it right now. And art is probably, I think, one of the most coolest things you can give somebody because it's very unique. You know, mm-hmm. especially with this. I mean, this is these are you know they, these are original pieces he's done. So this is a very special thing that only that person will have that exact thing, and you can really go up some points right there. Great birthday gifts and for anniversaries, things like that. Check it out. You can find uh, links right on our website, which is what Kimmy Rileyandkimmy dot com. Now, Kimmy, the Riley and Kimmy show has uh, well, you know. We're be busy behind the scenes. At least one of us is. And talking to individuals and, you know, confirming things and finalizing things. And we just recently revealed one of our uh, upcoming appearances on Facebook first. That's where we announced it first. And that was the Vieira Comics event uh, that we're going to. Their grand opening happening just days away on Saturday, October 10th. But we, we, we shared that first on Facebook. And if you'd like to find out first where we're going to be, things like that. Go right to our uh, website and click on our Facebook page and like us. And because, you know, Kimmy, we got a couple of more locations we're going to be at that we're going to announce first on Facebook. Suspense. So if you'd like to find out first, the best way to do so and be informed and linked and all that kind of stuff is go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com and click on the Riley and Kimmy Show's Facebook page, like us, and by the way, we follow you right back if if you allow that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's really cool. And I wish I could talk about these two right now, but I can't. One of them is extremely big, and not to downplay either one of them, but uh, one is very big, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. I mean big. Yes. Big stuff coming. That's right. Big stuff coming. And this is all happening for the rest of 2015. We're already trying to secure things for 2016. Do have things secured for 2016. Some we have talked about. Some we have not. But uh, yeah, some couple big things we have not announced yet for 2015 just around the corner. And you can be first to find out right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. Now, Kimmy, I don't know if you've been following some of the Hollywood news, but it looks like they're going to be releasing a movie back to theaters. Ooh. Do you have any clue, Kimmy, what classic film is going back into the cinemas? The original Halloween? The original Halloween is heading to cinemas. According to Variety, they report the horror classic Halloween is coming to more than 220 movie theaters around America for one night leading into Halloween weekend. How many years after the low-budget tale of teenage terror captivated audiences, Kimmy? Hmm... I think it came out about 78. Kimmy, is that your final answer? Yeah. 37 years after the low-budget tale of teenage terror captivated audiences. So yes, Kimmy is right. Tickets went on sale Wednesday, September 30th for the event, which includes a special introduction of the film by writer and director John Carpenter. Screenings begin at 7.30 at select theaters. That's in the evening on October 29th, two days before Halloween. Now, Kimmy, my question for you in the original Halloween film. Name who played the doctor, the psychiatrist. Donald Pleasance. Woo! Can you tell me the name of his character? Just his last name? You are good. I, I didn't even expect that. Can't do it off. Dr. Loomis. Yes. And who was the star of the film, the young starlet who becomes a household name pretty much after this? Jamie Lee Curtis. Can you name the first name of the character she played? 
Lori. Oh, you are a freak. I don't know how you did that. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, did you see it in the movie theater? Did yes, you? I did. Oh, so you, ooh, did you, did you, did somebody pay for something else and like Herbie loves uh, the love bug and you went into that movie or what? Mm-mm. Well, how'd you get into that film? An well, adult family member took me. Shame on them. Nobody would have done that in my world. Mm. No, nobody took me to films like that. How dare they? Mm. What, that explains why you're the way you are. I can't believe somebody would take a child to a movie like that. Who would take a child, an impressionable young child, to a horror film this like is, that? This comes from someone who saw The Exorcist in the theater as a child. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> It was a drive-in movie theater. Mm. I, I had an excuse. And I, I didn't choose to go there. And, you know, and okay, now you're going down that path. The person that took me, the older relative that took me to this, and uh, I was traveling over the road with this person during the summer, uh, took me to that film and at the drive-in movie theater, and he fell asleep before it started. It was a, yeah, can you believe that? Oh, no. man, that was a nightmare. Anyhow, Halloween, by the way, uh, you know, they is is such an iconic film, and it did spawn a total of how many sequels and spinoffs? Oh. How many sequels oh. and spinoffs to and Halloween? And remakes, too? Sequels and spinoffs. How many total? Nine. That's, well, jeez. <laughs> Are you sure you can't see my notes here? How did no. you do that? All right, all right, Smarty Pants, here's the last one of the Halloween thing, is Halloween was made on how much money? What was the budget for Halloween? Oh, Approximately. Like couple, two million. Really? Did it make what was invested? Oh, heck yeah. Well, the budget was just over $325,000. Oh. And it earned, Kimmy, $47 million with that initial investment. Mm. So... Yeah, it, it's a you know it's an iconic film and it's big and wow, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so love uh, it. Are are you going to go to the movie theater to see? I it? might. Really, you no? I I think we might have. Do we have that on Blu-ray? I'm not positive. Um, you would rather go to the theater to see it as opposed to sitting at the home theater. Yeah, to see I don't it. know. I might. All right, we'll put it down on the list, the Kimmy list of the possibilities and the possibilities are endless with her so we'll, we'll have to see what happens now moving over to a different type of movie that is about to hit uh, the movie screens the theaters some places by the time this is uploaded will uh, be hours away from starting to run it and that's that brand new ridley scott film uh you you, you know the one i'm talking about kimmy mm-hmm. what's it called the martian I, I i believe so uh and is this a movie you want to see yeah you, yeah. you actually want to see... Now, you are... And, uh, and some of my sci-fi friends and fantasy uh, freak friends are going to freak out on this one. You actually liked Prometheus that he did. Yes, I did. See? There's somebody out there that does. Now, a good friend of ours, Carl, uh, he he mocks the thing and was laughing that it was in the budget bin at uh, the big W store for $5, said he wouldn't even pay that. Well, but, it did well enough to make a sequel. Well, they haven't got it into the thing yet. It's coming. Well, we've been hearing that for a while. It's still not there I, yet. I think it's coming out next year. Uh, okay, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm not saying I don't want to see it. I, I, I enjoyed Prometheus, although I need to see it again because it's been a while and it's been long enough where it'll be fresh. But Ridley Scott's The Martian thing, you do want to see this. Yes, I don't like its star. And that is? Um, 
Matt. Matt Damon. Okay, but Matt I, Damon, I really, I, I really don't what's care. What's wrong with you? I love him in some weird things like The Informant. He was really great in that. Yeah, but I, I don't, I really don't care for him in general. Okay. And uh, this just looks, uh, yeah, I did see a preview, a trailer somewhere, maybe on TV or online, and it looked like it might be good. Are you sure you wouldn't settle for watching Robinson Crusoe on Mars? No. Don't you think that's what this is? Kind of Robinson Crusoe on Mars? No. Did you ever see Robinson Crusoe on no. Mars? So you've never seen one of Adam West's films, Robinson Crusoe on no. Mars. He He's sort of in it. you never seen that one? No. Oh, well, okay. But you do want to see this one? Yeah. Well, go right to our website at RileyandKimmy.com if you're interested in the film, because Ridley Scott says, by the way, he had the idea about the water thing on Mars and gave NASA the idea. Oh. Yes, Ridley Scott, you know, because they discovered, you know, they officially said Mars, water, all that. Well, he claims because NASA worked with him on this film for accuracy that he came up with this idea and put them down the path for finding it. Okay. We have that. It's in the Hollywood Reporter. We have that article. Uh, NASA didn't think to look for it? uh, Ridley Ridley Scott is one that he claimed. Uh, I I don't know if that's self-promotion. I don't know if there's validity to that. You can read it, decide yourself. I do think, though, that because they they did have that joint thing going on, helping each other out, I think they probably held back that information till close to the the launch of this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that they, ooh, it's not a bad thing. I'm, just, I'm not, no conspiracy thing. I just think they held on that information for a little bit, getting closer to that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that timing's too close. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's too quinky dinky. Anyway, if you want to find out more about that, uh, Ridley Scott, the Martian thing, and uh, is he, uh, you know, is he sort of like a, I don't know, Carl Sagan or something. <laughs> we uh, Check it out. And it's right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, Kimmy, right now we have a big question for you. Are you ready? Okay. I want to play a game. Let the game begin. Are you ready to play a game, Kimmy? Uh-huh. It's our, since we flipped over into October, it is our Almanac Trivia Nerd Time here, and we're moving over into the date of October 1st, Kimmy. Now, on this date in history, give me the year, and you were not on planet Earth on this one, not even remotely close. The year that Thomas Edison began the commercial production of electric lamps. Mm. Didn't invent it, but, you know, is making them for money the electric lamps 1911 1880 okay now you're the sports freak between the two of us the first modern world series took place on this date what's the year between the boston pilgrims and the pittsburgh pirates you're the baseball freak 1915 1903 now kimmy the next question i have for you are, are you loving this game so far Sure. All right. Okay. Not doing well. Oh, well, you're gonna you're gonna redeem yourself. These these first ones are kind of you know they're kind of tough. Okay. On this date in history, the Model T automobile was introduced by Henry Ford. Two questions here. Give me the year. Twenty two. Nineteen oh eight, and give me the purchase price for the car. Two hundred dollars. Eight hundred and fifty dollars. Now, moving over to an area I think Kimmy will have a little bit, uh, an easier time with. All right, Kimmy, are you ready? We're Mm going to move over into television. Mm -hmm. Okay, are you ready? Mm -hmm. 
something big happened on this date in history. He took the stage of this TV show and held it for a period of time. Here's Johnny. Okay, Kimmy. Johnny Carson began hosting The Tonight Show on this date in history. What year? 64? 1962. What network? NBC. Oh, very good. How many years did he stay as show host? 35. 29 years. And who was a person who was the host, not guest host, host before he was? Jack Parr. How did you know that? I don't know. That's kind of weird. All right, Kimmy, moving over to a different time period. Tell me the year that Night of the Living Dead premiered. Night of the Living Dead? Night of the Living Dead. George Romero. Who will be at Spooky Empire, if I remember correctly, in Orlando, Florida, as I'm stalling here for Kimmy to think of the year. I'll give you this much of a clue, even though it really isn't a clue. Because 55. Oh, well, she didn't give me a chance. No. 1968. Okay. You, you know the movie, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, Kimmy, this one I think should be a little bit easier for you. All right, we're going to move to something I... I hope is easier for you. The wonderful world of Disney. All right, Kimmy. It was on this date in history. Walt Disney World opened in Orlando, Florida. Give me the year. 72. 1971. <laughs> You're almost there. You missed it by that much. Okay. All right, Kimmy. On this date in history, 1980, he was the first male to appear alone on the cover of a magazine that you read all the time, Ladies Home Journal. He is the only he was the only male to achieve this in 97 years. It is an actor. The year 1980. Who is it? 1980. 1980. This actor became the first male to appear alone on the cover of your favorite magazine, Ladies Home Journal. He was the only male to achieve this in 97 years. I have no idea. Have you ever heard of a person by the name of Robert Redford? Oh, yeah. Okay, Kimmy, it was on this date in history that Epcot, Epcot Center opened in Florida, a concept that was planned by Walt Disney. Give me the year. 82. That's right. Ooh. Okay, Smarty, here we go for an extra point. You ready? Tell me what Epcot stands for. I don't have any clue. Oh. We had high hopes for you. Experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Oh. Well, that sounded pretty good there, didn't oh, it? Oh, we learned something today. Oh, you always learn something with the Riley and Kimmy show. Just keep those ears open. And now moving to the birthdays, Kimmy. Are you ready for this one? Uh-huh. All right. Barry Gibb. How old and what musical group is he part of or was part of or is part of? 63 and Bee Gees. Wrong and yes. Okay, one more guess on that age. I can't hear you. 67. He is 70 years of age. All right, Kimmy, moving to our last celebrity birthday. I know it makes you sad here. All right, You're, you, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to play the audio clue. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to ask you. Tell me. All right, the individual is Lily Tomlin. How mm-hmm. old is Lily Tomlin? 87. What is she really known for, Kimmy? Do you know the comedic bit? Um, Ernestine, the telephone operator. I'll just give her a little ringy dingy. Find out what's really going on. 
Not that I care, but Phoenicia loves malicious gossip. <laughs> One ringy dingy. <laughs> Two ringy dingy. It's not like the good old days. This is the only kind of tapping we're allowed to do now. <laughs> hot tonight, Ernestine. Hello? Is this the party to whom I am speaking? Is, is this Cher and Cher alike bono? Uh, yes, this is she. May I help you, please? My name is Ernestine Tomlin, a duly appointed and grossly underpaid servant of Ma Bell. You mean you're an operator? Uh, judging from the media, I'd say you're the operator, sweetie. All right. I, how did you know that? I, 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 Just one of the many useless bits of information in my head. Well, yeah, very good. And uh, Was I right on the age? Uh, no, you weren't. She's 77 years of age. Oh. That wraps up our nerd trivia. We'll do it some other time here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. It's always a pleasure to do this with you, Kimmy, and you are a very good sport. You did very well, considering I doubt many or anybody. The only person I know to answer those questions is uh, you know our version of Data from Star Trek, and that's Mark Mayhew. Mm. You know, uh, he he would have went... Uh, the answer is blah blah blah. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, and and I'm not talking out of turn here. I say this proudly for him. He will not, you know, talk about this. He qualified for Jeopardy, I believe, four times. Oh wow! So you know, yeah, he he's a smart smart guy, and but he doesn't act like that either. But he, he's he's a fun he's dude. He's smart. He, he makes us go. <laughs> he fixes things. And yeah, we'd, we'd use him in Star Trek and say, hey, he can go over that starship. Go help out those aliens. Anyhow, that wraps up the uh, the almanac for this date of 1st of October. A lot of things going to be happening this month. Be sure to stick with the Riley and Kimmy show because we have a lot of fun things that will be happening this month. And be sure to tell your friends about us. Now, Talking about a throwback Thursday, not a throw-up Thursday. We're going to go back in time, Kimmy. That's what we're going to do right now. Going back to the golden age of radio, to a time when, uh, you know, sci-fi and radio were going strong together, except actually the old-time radio days were winding down, but this one came at the very end of it, and it influenced science fiction shows, in my opinion, afterwards on television and in film. Fantastic writings, a lot of more tapped uh, that they adapted were, you know, written by sci-fi masters. An example of that is tonight's, ep a sample of that is this episode's uh, that we're going to have this old time radio episode. The show is X minus one. It aired on NBC radio back in the 1950s. And since Mars is in the news, you know, in the Mars movie, I thought we'd go around Mars a little bit. We have the story called Mars is heaven, originally written by Ray Bradbury, adapted for radio for X minus one. This is ear candy. This is science fiction, fantasy, at its best in the golden age of radio. Going back in time to May 8th, 1955, this is X-1 on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Countdown for blastoff. X-5, minus 4, minus 3, minus 2, X-1. Minus Fire! far horizons of the unknown come transcribed tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future, 
Adventures in which you'll live in a million could-be years. On a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company presents... X minus one. Tonight's story, Mars is Heaven. When the first space rocket lands on Mars, what will we find? Only the ruins of a dead and deserted planet? Or will there be life... Intelligent life in some strange form that we can only imagine. Will we be welcomed with open arms? Or will the Martians treat us as invaders? Only one thing is certain. Someday, a giant metal ship will take off from Earth to travel through the black velocities, the silent gulfs of space, to descend at last into the darkness of the upper Martian atmospheres. And on that day, man will finally know the answers. The day we first land on Mars. Now hear this. Now hear this. Approaching critical deceleration. Fasten gravity suits. Stand by to land. There it is. We've intersected the course vector, sir. All right, Mr. Lustig. Over to manual control. Aye, sir. Masters, sound general quarters. Aye, sir. Mr. Lustig. What do you make of the terrain? There seems to be a heavy ground, Miss Captain. We won't be able to use the infrared lights. And we'll have to come in on radar. Isn't that a little risky, sir? Landing in the dark? I'd rather run the danger of a blind landing, Lieutenant, than come in without the cover of darkness. Remember, we don't know what kind of reception is waiting for us down there. Airspeed 500. Altitude now 4,000. Bridge to engine room. Stand by for deceleration. Fire forward tubes one and three. As she goes, Mr. Lustig. As she goes, sir. Airspeed 100. Altitude 1,000. Radar indicates a level stretch dead ahead, sir. Skids down. Skids check. Altitude 500. 4. 350. 3. Up a point now. All right. Let's set her down. Masters, pipe battle stations. Aye, sir. All secured, sir. Well, gentlemen. Gentlemen, we're now on Mars. April 20th, 1987. 4.33 Greenwich time. Enter that in the log, masters. Aye, sir. Well, gentlemen, it's less than two hours till dawn. As soon as it's light, we'll send out a landing party. Masters, get me an all-over hookup. We're all set, Captain. 
Now hear this. All right, men. The smoking lamp is lit. Well, we're on Mars. The first man shipped from Earth to land here. We don't know what we're going to find or what dangers we may face. We're 17 men on an alien world. And it's up to us whether we ever get home again. The next few hours should tell the story. And I want instant obedience to all commands. I'll court-martial the first man who doesn't jump to when he's ordered. And one other thing. We may be on Mars, but this is still a United States naval vessel. Officers will conduct a personal and weapons inspection in one hour. That's all. Inspection, Captain. Now? Mr. Lustig, we've got an hour and a half to sweat out before we find out what's outside that airlock. I'd rather have a man worried about his stripes than about what's waiting outside on Mars. Now I hear this. Landing party report to forward airlock. Captain Black, Lieutenant Hingston, Lieutenant Lustig, and Dr. Horst. Report immediately to forward airlock. It's now landing time, minus five. Well, they're paging us. Uh, you ready, Dr. Horst? Yes, Mr. Lustig. As ready as I will ever be. Come on, let's get in the lock. Hingston, Lustig, and Horst reporting in the airlock. Very well, sir. The captain will join you. Four minutes to go. At least the captain would get here. What difference does it make? I just want to get it over with, that's all. Anybody got a cigarette? Yeah, I think you're smoking too much, Lieutenant Lustig. Are you nervous? I offer you, Horst. Wondering what's hidden outside underneath that ground mist? I've been giving it some thought. It'll be very interesting to find out. A very unusual planet, Mars. Why? It has an atmosphere. A wonderful thing, an atmosphere. Where you find one, you uh, find life. You mean Martians? What do you think they'll look like? Who knows? Intelligent life can take many forms. You mean they may have green skins and eyes on stalks or something? The comic book conception is possible, of course. Or they may have developed far beyond us. Perhaps they have a science that can produce weapons far more dangerous than our atomic missiles. You think we may have to fight our way up? After all, we are invaders. Now I hear this landing time minus two. All right, all right, we heard this. Oh, what I'd like to find outside that airlock. Good old Illinois. Ever been there, Rustin? Uh, only Chicago. Well, you ought to see my hometown. Green lawns, big white houses. <laughs> Sounds like my hometown. My grandmother used to have one of those iron deer on the lawn. Every Halloween, we'd paint it another color. One time, we painted it black and white like a Holstein cow. Where does your family live, Dr. Horst? I have no family. When I was a child, they were gassed to death in the Dachau concentration camp. Oh, tough. No, oh, it has its advantages. I have no ties on Earth. Nothing to lose now. I imagine I'm the only one on board who is free to enjoy our present peculiar position. All right, masters, you can button it up now. Aye, aye, sir. Well, gentlemen, check your sidearms. In one minute, we'll be the first men to set foot on Mars. Quite an honor, eh? As long as the medals are not rewarded posthumously. Still uneasy, Dr. Horst? Captain Black, 
I've been uneasy ever since I can remember. On Earth and on Mars. Well, 30 seconds. Give me the intercom phone, Lustig. Yes, sir. Masters? Aye, sir. Battle stations are to be manned till we return. If we're not back in two hours, I want no rescue party sent out. Blast off and save the ship, you understand? Aye, sir. All right. Five seconds. Four. Three. Two. One. Lustig, open the outer airlock. Aye, sir. Fresh air. Let's go. All right, now, take it easy. It's too dark to move fast. Quiet, isn't it? Not even a wind. Can't see anything from this ground, Mr. Quiet. We don't know what's out here. All right, come on. What the quiet? Captain, I can swear that... That sounds like a rooster. I don't hear it anymore. Very homely but unlikely sound. A rooster crowing on Mars? Hingston? Aye, sir. Set that machine gun 25 yards to the flank. We'll stay here till the ground mist lifts. Aye, sir. What do you make of the ground, horse? Grass. Plain grass. You can see some large foliage there with the mists thinned out. What the... Hingston, hold your fire, you fool! I hit it, Captain! What? Some kind of wild animal. I hit it. I could see the tracers, but it's still standing. Come on, horse. Doctor, where are you? Up ahead. Admiring the wild animal. Careful, Horst. Wait for us. Don't worry, Captain. <laughs> it's an iron deer. A lawn ornament. Well, that, that's impossible. It's hollow. Interesting, isn't it? A whitewashed Victorian iron deer sitting on a lawn in the middle of Mars. I don't understand. Look around. The mist's lifting. Hey, Captain, look there. It's a house. A regular old-fashioned house. But, sir, on Mars... Good Lord. I haven't seen carved scrolls and gingerbread like that in years. Look at that port swing. The geraniums. There. I told you it was a rooster, Captain. Give me the glasses, Lustig. I want to take a look through that front window. Well, there's an upright piano. Some sheet music on it. Lustig, it's... It's beautiful Ohio. It can't be, sir. Horst... Horst, do you think that civilization of two planets could be identical? I don't know. That specific variety of geraniums is only 50 years old on Earth. Is it logical that they should develop in Mars? How about that port swing of the piano and, and beautiful Ohio? Why, it's impossible. Captain Black, this looks like the town I was born in. Well, it, it looks like my hometown, too. I thought of something, sir. It's the only solution. Maybe, maybe we're not the first ship to reach Mars from Earth. Don't be ridiculous, Lustig. Oh, how else can you explain it? Uh, suppose some scientists got together. They, they, they invented some spaceship and, and planted a colony here. That's the only answer. That's impossible, Lustig. Been space travel, it couldn't be secret. Do you have any idea what ships cost, what industrial power is needed? No, there's got to be some logical reason. I think perhaps we might find out, Captain. The light just went on in that house. Kingston, cover that door with the machine gun. I see. All right, come on, horse. We're going to ring that doorbell. There's got to be a scientific answer to all this. And there's something moving in there. Stand back, Horst. Give me a clear shot. Are you sure a bullet can stop a Martian? Steady now. Can I help you? I... Well, we... If you're selling anything, it's much too early. No, 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 wait just a minute. What... 
What town is this? What do you mean? Are you census takers? No, no. We're strangers here. We want to know how this town got here. Is this a game? No, no, it's not a game. We're from Earth. From where? From Earth. Do you mean out of the ground? Are you sure you're feeling well? Madam, we came in a flying ship across space. We're from the third planet Earth. This is Mars. Now do you understand Mars? You go away now, you hear? I'll call my husband from upstairs and he'll chase you. Go on. But this is Mars, isn't it? This is Green Lake, Wisconsin in the United States of America. Bounded on the east by the Atlantic and on the west by the Pacific. Now go away. Goodbye. Horst, do you suppose it's really possible? I've got to find out more about this. I told you I'd call my husband. Now you go away. You've got to tell me one thing first. What year is this? Year? 1928, of course. For goodness sake. You hear that, Horst? And we know it's 1987. And we know this is Mars. Of course, is it possible that we got fouled up, made, made some tremendous blunder, circled around and landed back on Earth? In 1928? Well, maybe some switch in time or dimension. Could we have shifted somehow, gone, gone backward in time? Oh, Horsted, this won't hold water. It's, it's not logical. We've, we, we checked every mile. We went past the moon, out into space. We're, we're on Mars. Lustig out at point. Hingston in the rear. Keep that gun at half load. I sir. Horst, there, there's got to be some cold, logical solution. Captain! What? That, that, that house down the street, the white one with the green shutters. Lustig, what's the matter? I never thought of... I never thought of... Thank God! Lustig! Lustig, come back here! He's running for that house. That crazy fool after him, quick! Lustig, stop! Come down off of that porch! Grandpa, it is you. Lustig, what is going on here? Albert, it's, it's been so many years. How you've grown, boy. It's so good to see Lieutenant you. Lustig! Oh, Captain, uh, Grandma, I want you to meet my friends. This is Captain Black. Captain, I want you to meet my grandfather. Howdy. Any friend of Albert's is a friend of ours. <laughs> How long have you been here, Grandma? Oh, a good many years. Ever since we died. Ever since you what? Oh, yes, sir. They've been dead 30 years. What? Oh, now, don't you trouble yourself. It's all right. We're alive again, that's all. Do you mean to tell me that Mars is heaven? Oh, nonsense, no. All we know is here we're alive again. And who are we to question God's infinite ways? Well, I... Lustig, we're going back to the ship. But, Captain, I, I want to talk to my grandfather. Lieutenant Lustig, I don't like any part of this. You'll come back with us if I have to club you and carry you. I see. Now, let's go. Heaven only knows what they've run up against back at the ship. Horse, look at that crowd around the ship. Looks like we're being welcomed with a celebration, Captain. Celebration, they've abandoned ship. Every port is open. No guard set. You, you masters. Hiya, Captain. Meet my old dad. Dad, that's Captain Black. He's not a bad guy for an officer. Uh, what's it? Bring that band back. Use force if you have to. I, oh, excuse me, sir. There's my Uncle George. Hingston! I'll be right back, Captain Uncle George. Uncle what George. the devil is Don't going on here? understand, sir. They've all found friends and relatives. They're all here. Right, Captain. I've found it. The whole crew's out in the crowd. But I gave orders. Definite orders. You don't understand, Captain. I understand mutiny. I don't care how many relatives show up. I'll have discipline. Johnny! What? Johnny, you old son of a gun. It's you. Edward. Yes, it can't be. Oh, of course it is. Johnny, Johnny, Ed, you won't. Ed, Dr. Horst, this is my brother, Edward. How do you do? Hello, sir. 
It's wonderful to, to see you, Edward. <laughs> Look, I've, I've got to get back to my ship. Oh, Johnny, wait. I almost forgot. Mom's waiting at home. Mom? Yeah, and Dad, too. Mom and Dad are alive? Then... Then you're real, Ed. Well, of course. Don't I feel real? How's <laughs> that, huh? <laughs> Why, Ed? Ed! <laughs> we've, we've got lunch for you, Johnny. Mom's making corn fritters. Dr. Horst, haven't you found anybody? No, no, Captain. I have nobody. Well, then you come on home with me, right, Ed? Why, sure. Horst, Horst, you wouldn't believe it. But it's been 35 years since I had Mom's corn fritters. <laughs> Bye, George. 35 years. So don't hold back, Johnny. You too, Dr. Horace. Well, Johnny, you're still in the Navy, huh? That's right, Dad. I'm in command of the ship. We're an old Navy family, Dr. Horace. All three of our boys in the service. Yeah, Ed was the best pilot in the Pacific, too. What did happen, Ed? <laughs> What's the difference? I'm here now. Yeah, but... You know, it's almost perfect. All we're missing is your brother, Will. Then the whole family could be together. Well, it won't be long, Mom. Will's in charge of the XR-54. Next rocket coming out to Mars. Oh. Well, little Will. When does he leave, Johnny? Well, the takeoff's scheduled for September, but uh -huh. it depends on what we report. Oh, oh, yeah. There's no question about that now, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> Christmas together again. That'll be something. Sure will, yes, sirree. Well, uh, this calls for a celebration. How about a little of the old dandelion wine, eh, Johnny? Now, Father, don't you go giving Johnny too much wine. <laughs> He's a big boy now, Mother. Well, sir, isn't everything just fine? Just fine. Again, will you, Ed? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Horst, what are you doing sitting over here alone? What do you think of my little family? Very nice. You know, I can't understand why you didn't find any folks here, Dr. Horst. It's just a shame everybody else is so happy. Well, I never remembered my family, Mrs. Black. All I know is they were gassed at Dachau during the Second World War. When I was liberated, I was in delirium three months. I cannot remember anything before then. A psychiatric phenomena. Well, that's terrible. Isn't there anything anybody can do? I don't want to remember. I have not had a pleasant life. I prefer to be free of emotional entanglements. They interfere with a scientific approach. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Oh. Horst. Well, oh, I'll get it. That's our ring, long and three shorts. I remember that. Well, maybe we'd better call it a night. You must be getting tired, Johnny. I'd better be going back to the ship. Nonsense. You stay the night. Uh, we insist. I just couldn't rest thinking of you all alone on that ship. Oh, I'll be all right. Well, good night. Oh, wait a minute, Dr. Horst. That phone message was for you. Me? Yes, that's right. Uh, a message from Anna. Anna? I don't... Well, there, she must be an old friend. Isn't that nice? Uh, I... Don't... You're sure it was for me? I don't remember any, Anna. Well, she asked if you were better. Perhaps she's someone who knew you at Dachau. Anna? She said she's coming over here first thing in the morning. 
So you have to stay over. Yes, well, but... that uh... settles it, then. You stay here, Horst. You can bunk with me in my old room. Yeah, but Johnny, we thought you'd like to be with Edward. So you could talk the way you're used to. Well, we can't put Dr. Horst on the daybed. I think we'd better share the room tonight. Be plenty of time for talking, Ed. Uh, yes, I... I guess so. Well, I suppose I'd better drop back to the ship. You know, Ed, security check. What? Why do you have to do that here? I, I don't know, Mom. There's no good reason, I guess. <laughs> suppose we skip it tonight, huh? Well, good night, everybody. Oh, it's good to have you home, Johnny. It's good to be home, Mom. Black, hmm? You asleep? No, no, I've... I've been thinking about what we were expecting. <laughs> Green-skinned Martians. All the time there was only Mom and Dad and... and Edward waiting. That's funny what tricks your imagination can play on you. Well, I guess Mars is heaven, Horst. You know, I've been thinking about Martians, too. Hmm? Captain, just suppose... Suppose... There were Martians, and they saw us land. And suppose they thought of us as invaders. What would be the best weapon they could use against our atom bombs, huh? I don't see what you're getting at. They would want to disarm us first, huh? To wipe out all suspicion, to make us feel at home. Captain, suppose this house isn't real. Suppose the people are just images stolen from our own memories by Martians, created for us by telepathy. Oh, that's that's the craziest theory I ever heard. Maybe that's why there was no one for me. Because in all my life, there is no happy memory. No real loved person. Not even my mother. I don't remember her. Only the piles of rotting corpses of Dachau. There was no happy emotion for these people to... recreate. How about that phone call? Anna? Yes, Anna. I didn't remember who she was, but I do now. I just remembered. When I was freed from Dachau, sick, delirious... I raved about a wonderful, kind nurse named Anna that took care of me. Well, there you are. It's logical. She's coming to see you tomorrow. But there was no Anna. I'd been nursed by a man. What? Anna was only a dream. And there's only one way they could have learned about her. By reading my subconscious mind. That's impossible, Horace. Why? A whole crew was thinking of home. Suppose the Martians read our minds. Yes, but if, if there are Martians... If there are, they have us separated. Each man in a different house. Sleeping. Trusting. No one at the guns. I left my pistol downstairs. Do you think there's something to this, Horst? It's a perfect trap, Captain. Who would suspect his own mother? His grandparents? How easy. Just a knife in the heart of each sleeping man. That's impossible, Horst. But... We've, we've got to get back to the ship. Listen. The crickets have stopped. Come on. We don't know when they change back to whatever they really are. All right, careful. Where are you going, John? Ahead. We, uh, we wanted a drink of water. That's, that's all, Ed. You're not thirsty, John. You don't want a drink. Look out! You don't want a His drink. His face! It's changing! He's a marsh! Red horse! <laughs> 
Run! You can't get away, John. This way, Horst! Horst, where are you? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me, Earth? This, this is Captain John Black, the XR-53 calling for Mars. I've locked myself in the ship, but they've crippled it. I can't take off or fire the guns, and they're coming for me now, the Martians. I'm all alone here. All the rest are dead. Hinkston, Lustig, Dr. Horst. Poor Horst, he didn't even reach the door. Listen, listen. They're trying to break through the hull. Edward and Mom and Dad and all the folks, but, but they're changing now. They're, they're melting and changing back into... They're Martians! Can you understand? Martians, not men! They, they make you think that Mars was heaven and we fell into the trap. Can you hear me, Earth? You've got to stop the next rocket! Listen, tell my brother Will. Tell my brother not to come. They'll trap him, too. They'll kill them all. Hello! Hello! Can you hear me, Earth? This is John Black on Mars! Hello, Earth! This is John Black on Mars! Hello, Earth! Hello, Earth! Tonight, X-1 has brought you the science fiction classic, Mars is Heaven. Written by Ray Bradbury and adapted for radio by Ernest Kenoy. Featured in the cast were Wendell Holmes as Captain Black and Peter Capel as Dr. Horst. With Bill Zuckert as Masters, Bill Lipton as Hingston, Margaret Berlin as the old lady, Bill Griffiths as Edward, Ken Williams as Lustig, Ethel Everett as Mom, and Edwin Jerome as Dad. Your announcer, Fred Collins. X-1 was directed by Fred Wayne as a transcribed NBC Radio Network production. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.